Jacking. No, it's been in the sixties. But I mean, up in the air. No, don't feel. I mean, you got you got cabin heat and air. Yeah. And heat, so it's nice. One, two, three, four. But I'm so focused on what I'm doing, I'm not <laughs> noticing. <laughs> yeah. one, you two, know, it's like two, it, this two, is the stuff two, when you're one, taking two, lessons, yeah. like when you're, you're doing things that you're not yep. normally doing on a daily basis. Right. But you have to know how to do this stuff. You know, nice. like how often am I going to make a 360 degree turn? Well, it's not going to be an often, but uh, how, do, how do they handle like emergencies? What do you mean? And what, what kind of emergency are you talking about? It depends yeah, on where like how, how could they possibly train for that? Like how, the, the biggest one with those small planes is en- engine failure. Which well, engine failure. But then the plane has a uh, a best glide speed. So you have to get to that glide speed, whatever that speed is, and maintain that speed. And then after you got control, then you're going to look for a place to put it down and put in make your calls that your your may days or your pan pans or whatever you is there like two sets of controls in there where like if you're in the middle of like a lesson and some shit's like really going down that the yep, guy who's he, teaching yes. you can take over yeah yes yes you know um for the most part i was doing most of the flying i did the takeoff um Takeoffs are probably easy, right? Um, it's hard, you know what it is, because you have to maintain your directional. And you got to remember, if you have a crosswind, it's pushing you. It's the weirdest thing when you're going to take off, and 100 feet to your left is a guy coming down on a parachute. Uh-huh. And I was like, I'm, I'm here looking. I see this guy in the corner of my eye coming down on a parachute, and I can't go into his space. So I'm trying to stay right while the wind is blowing me towards him. <laughs> Takeoff's got to be easier than landing, though. No. Oh yeah, yeah, it is. It is. And you know, you steer with your feet too, and that's another thing you got to get used to. You know. What do you mean? You're steering. It's like. Well, you only steer the airplane when you're in the air with the the, with the wheel, right? Yes. When you're on the ground, it's with your feet. Oh, I don't know. Right, the two pedals. The two pedals on the. the, Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So one's right and one's left, right? And then once the more power you add in, the more the plane wants to turn left on its own. Because of the propeller. Well, there's the thrust, right? Yeah. So so you have to put more right uh, rudder in to compensate. And if you put too much in, you're going right. And then you got to let off. And then you start going left again. And it's like a balancing yeah. act of trying to get it to be perfect. But, you know, when you're not used to doing it, it's, of course, it's like anything. You know, you do it at first. You go, oh, my God. What, you know, speed, what speed do you have to be going to take off? 60. That's it? Yep, that's about what I do on my motorcycle to take off. <laughs> Zero to sixty in about fucking five seconds. Yeah, then when you're landing, you're 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 going to climb at 80, 80, and you're going to land at eighty, come down at eighty, but then you're going to slow down. Now, does that speed for takeoff vary based on the the size plane? Well, it's going to vary based on weight. And uh, wind and all that. Well, like com- commercial planes, they need what 150 miles an hour to take off. 140, I think it is, depending on the plane too, and how much. Yeah. The weight. It's like I said, it all it's all based on how much weight there is too. Right. You know, it's going to take longer for more weight you have in there. Mm-hmm. 
That's so my fat, my fat ass is making it go to 60 when normally it's 54. There you go. <laughs> so I have an extra six miles now. I got to go to get it up. <laughs> so uh, so I think you said before, so there are two controls in, in those little planes. Yes. right. One and for a co-pilot and a pilot. Exactly. And and when you're flying, man, you're shoulder to shoulder. You're actually touching shoulder. That's how close you are. Yeah, wow. Really? So, Yes, it's very narrow and it's Did not think it was uh, that. Oh, if you're claustrophobic, it was not for you. <laughs> yeah. Wow. How about that? And what, and top speed for those things are only like, what, 120 miles an hour? 130? Yeah, something like that. I was doing 105. Wow. Over the pair, so. Which is cool, you know. And turning. You don't, really, you don't really, like, feel it, though, right? When you're up there? Not really. No. You know, you, even, you from, even from the ground, those planes look like they're flying slow. Yeah, they are. Yeah. What it height is. are you flying that thing at? Three thousand. Okay. We went up to four thousand last time. Not this past one, but mm. we did go up to four thousand. But uh, three thousand is normal for, for what I'm doing. Has right he deliberately over. taken you up there when it's windy out? Well, uh, we had a nineteen degree, nineteen mile an hour crosswind at one point, but. Because I guess well, you're you're gonna up, have to learn how to fly in bad windy weather. Yeah. Well, you gotta have, you gotta set your limits of what you're what you're comfortable with flying in. What? See, the flying is in itself in itself is not difficult. It's the landings and takeoffs is where the more, more problems happen. So, right. Yeah, but how does that? How does a little plane like that handle turbulence? Probably piss poorly, right? No, no, you'd be surprised. You hit bumps. You know, but like I said, it's a mindset. I always, I always pretend that the bumps are like potholes. So you don't, you, if you put it in a mindset that in that regard, you don't feel like you're falling or anything else. You know, hmm. the weirdest. That's, I guess that's essentially what you're doing too when you hit those air pockets. You're falling. Yeah, yeah basically, you're, you're hitting a bump or, or right. turbulence in the air. It's nothing major. I'll take 10, 10 wants to start. So no, I mean, just hey, it's okay. It's it's conversation. I'm totally into it. I just I just have one more question. It's okay. <laughs> okay, well, you yeah. in the back there. Yeah. So is it <laughs> what is it? Because like in order to get your your license, is it a certain amount of hours that you have to complete, or is it like a checklist of stuff? A checklist of tasks you have to be able to perform. Okay, adequately. so like so it, it doesn't, doesn't matter, matter how it's not about hours per se. Right. I so mean, you could get that done in two months. Hours. You could get that done in two years. It's just no, it's, when it, okay. It's, I like minimum right. is forty hours. But like yeah. I said to Chris before, like uh, some people will solo. Hey, look who's here. Who's here? Mamu. Hey, hey Mamu. Mamu. Hello, mother. Welcome to the podcast. Um, the minimum is forty hours, but you have to fly. But he said it varies on the person. So. Normally, I'd be soloing after 10 hours or 20 hours or something like that. He said some people will solo at 30 because they're not proficient enough at everything else. So that's what it comes down. You got to be proficient at everything before they let you solo. So it's not, it's not, so you can't go by hours really. It's about by the individual. All right. Yeah. No, I just didn't know what the requirement was. And is that, that's like a standard across the board or that's, North Carolina. Or... No, it's standard across the board. Minimum. Across hours. the Minimum. board. Right. So it doesn't matter. But again, like I said, it's about 
your proficiency in what you're doing. It's not so much about the hours per se. Uh, you know, and at what point during school do they start teaching you um, how to, to speak with your intercom voice? Like, you just got to get, yeah, you got to learn how to have that really calm voice. And just talk like you really don't want to be talking no, to nobody. No, exactly. And you've also got to have the voice like you're in a jack-in-the-box. Yeah, yeah. Tower 2-5. Uh, Every time I take a flight, it's so calm. Like, yeah, the, the weather where we're landing is going to be And the problem is, is that a lot of these ATC, ATC guys talk really fast. And you got to catch everything. Well, they're you. trying to manage 600 other airplanes at the same time, so you know. Not my problem. I want to hear what. You're <laughs> yeah, they're, yeah. They're, they're yeah. To, exactly. Not your those guys. guys. Not my like, problem. We're gonna just jerk off out here. Yeah. Uh, I'm gonna just say, say again. <laughs> yes, yeah, again. Say again. What are you, deaf man? I don't know. Hello, boys and girls. Welcome to the Motorcycle Men Airplane Podcast. I hope you're all doing well. This is uh, this is episode 339, and uh, we're wow. so glad to have everybody here again. We're back uh, doing our thing. We've been away for, uh, well, two months. Well, actually, coming up on three months, we've been gone uh, as a group. I've been doing interviews. So. In the holidays, because I, my, picture, my background picture was uh, Santa Claus. Evil yeah, yeah. So it was a while ago, but uh, how you guys doing? I know it's late, but I'm going to say it anyway. Happy New Year! <laughs> Happy yeah, New Year. sure. Christmas. Happy New yeah. Year! Yeah, we're, we're actually we're closer to St. Patrick's Day at this point. This is very true. <laughs> yeah. Right. Oh, like, oh no, we got to also say Happy Valentine's Day and Happy Valentine's Day, right? Oh wow! <laughs> no, Happy President's Day. Happy uh, President's Day. Uh, That's right. Yeah. Martin yeah. Luther King Day. Yeah, we must all Happy Martin Luther King Day. <laughs> uh, what other ones did we miss? I don't. Uh, I don't know. Oh, uh, I, I don't. It's. Oh, uh, it, we missed a very important one to me. Uh, Happy American Pizza Day. Oh, really? There oh, is such right. a thing. Yeah, there is. Of I didn't. I didn't know there was. Well, did you hear anything back? By the way, no, I did ago. not. I did not. You know what's funny thing? Hold it. They got eight hours. Wait a, a minute. Five Wait a minute. A week. Those jerk offs can't get back to you by Hang now. On a whoa, second. whoa! Don't say jerk offs. Did he actually say jerk offs? It's, it's our eighth anniversary show. I can say whatever I want. <laughs> oh, it's yeah. Okay. Well, all right. Well, <laughs> hang on a second. Today. Uh... All right. What day is it today? I'm at March third, National Soup It Forward Day. National what? In, National Soup it, it Forward Day. Apparently, it's a what? soup. It's what a soup. Is, soup. What do you? S- National Soup It Day S- Forward. Soup. What? Soup. You know, soup. They wanted to give forward. Give soup. soup to somebody. Soup get, It Forward yeah, Day. Yeah, you got to give soup to somebody. Right. Oh, fuck <laughs> off. Fucking stupid. It's National <laughs> Employee Appreciation Day. Oh, wow. everybody I get appreciated at work today. National <laughs> Speech and Debate Education Day. National All I Want You to Be Happy Day, National Cold Cuts Day, National Mold Wine Day, uh, Global Day of Unplugging, National Dress in Blue Day, National Anthem National National Anthem Day. Um, yeah, it doesn't look like uh, they they gave us our national day. You know, that's uh, that's unfortunate. You know, we we were kind of hoping for that. Maybe yeah, for the night. Here, here's the, here's the thing: all those other days can apply to everybody, 
motorcycle men day does apply to motorcycle. No, actually, no. The way I worded it is that it applies to all people who ride motorcycles. But maybe they just... What at what point does National Mold Wine Day apply to any of the four of us? <laughs> yeah, right, right. Yeah. That's what I want to know. No, you're right. You're absolutely right. I, I don't think we're old enough. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. March. Okay, here we go. Hold on, March. March third. Yeah. Yeah, it's not even it's not even I guess they didn't even consider it. National Mold yeah, Mold Wine Day. Because we all need that. Do they add, do they do they let you know if it's been rejected or they just don't get back to you at all? I, de- I haven't heard squat. I haven't Maybe they rejected squat. it fucking two days after you sent it in. They just didn't have the heart to tell you. Maybe <laughs> I, I I haven't heard I anything. Think, I think you're gonna have to give them a call. Hey, what now? It's what the be, hell? Now it's gotta be motorcycle them day. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Right. Yeah. Or motor- motorcycle mold day. Mo- motorcycle yeah. they them <laughs> she he day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Or yeah, they're gonna change it to something like totally not related. But LGBTQ hey. plus day. <laughs> <laughs> what does that have to do with motorcycles? Well, you excluded certain people. <laughs> well, hello, boys and girls. Again, I am Ted, your host here on the podcast. We're here in the V Twin Cafe once again, and uh, as as always, joining me here in the corner booth is uh, our good friend Timbuktu right yep show sure. hello and uh Chris uh Joker nipples dude guy uh, and naturally as always Justin Brown naturally so how you guys been uh, I went, oh, I went, uh, hold on I went to nationaltoday.com and uh today's global day of unplugging yep that's right and and who unplugged today uh Nobody. No, I actually nobody. powered up. I powered up, actually. <laughs> yeah, nobody unplugged today. Come on. That's ridiculous. Well, Justin does because he just plays with pipes all day. Yeah. yeah. You oh, still playing snap. with pipes? Oh, you, still yeah. play, are you still playing with pipes here? All day. Yeah. No, are, you good at, are you good at holding them now? <laughs> are you good at holding your pipe? Do you really know how to twist your pipe? <laughs> <laughs> Hi, Danielle. Hi, Danielle. Hi, Danielle. Hi. Happy anniversary! Thank you. Thank you. What did you buy us? <laughs> yeah. She's, her phone's ringing in the other room. Oh, okay. Uh-huh. Well. Anyways, uh, so yeah, we've been we've been gone and we've been doing stuff. I, I as you know, I've had uh, one, two, three, four, five, six interviews uh, between the last time we were on and now. Uh, so I've been pretty busy, and some of the interviews that I've had have been extremely interesting. Um. I interviewed Graham Field. He's an author, as you know. Uh, he, he's traveled all over the place on, by, via his motorcycle. He's got a new book out where he rode a bicycle through Asia. Uh, wow. uh, quite a few years That's ago. Be so. cool. Yeah, so. And um, I also interviewed, um, if you're familiar with the YouTube channel, uh, As the Magpie Flies, Amanda Zito. And she uh, you know, gave us some insight into her riding around the country on her motorcycles and around Montana, in fact. Mm. That's one yeah. of the first. She she is actually from Montana, so and that's nice. where she rode around there. Uh, the Great Egret. That's Joe uh, from the YouTube channel, The Great Egret. Or actually, it's just called Great Egret. And he did a Route sixty six tour on his Sportster. So wow, it was very interesting. Nice. Yeah, very very yes. interesting. And I inter- interviewed uh, Tim and Marissa Notier uh, from their t- YouTube channel, uh, Two Up and Overloaded. They ride everywhere. Uh, together, uh, you know, two up, 
and they've been down to the southern tip of South and America. Overloaded, they, they definitely overloaded, and they rode through uh, Africa, and then wow. they just they just did a trip up to Alaska, and they're just nice. concluding that. And so uh, they're a lot of fun. They're fun people, very fun to talk to. Uh, and then I, I spoke with um, Dana Darcy. She's the um, Dana Darcy. I keep saying her name much, but she's a Guinness record holder for the most miles ridden in one country in one shot. 80,000 miles. What do you mean in one shot? So now she went on one ride, one continuous ride for 80,000 miles around the United States. Wow. In in the lower 48. That's what she did. What is continuous? Okay. Did she get in air fueling? No, no. She, 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 would she, stop, stopped for fuel, she would stop for fuel. She would stop for fuel. Right. But she wasn't, you're, so she wasn't rushing. She was just taking her time. Right. So, but she did it in like, what, what was it, like five or six months? It yeah. must be nice to have to work. Yeah, so that's what she Yeah, did. really. Well, she, well, she's that's a, what I think about everybody you Well, no, she, like, here's the thing. How the fuck they have the time to do this? Well, what she did was, she took a, she's a nurse, so she took a leave of absence from work. Who the fuck could do that? For four months? Oh, it was four yeah. months. That's right. Four months. I'll tell, my, I'll tell my company that on Monday, and they'll be like, okay, have a nice life. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> right. And the last week I interviewed, and, the, and you guys are going to find great interest in this, Coast to Coast record holder um, uh, Axe de Cruyff. He rode uh, from San Diego to the East Coast, Jacksonville. He did it in 33 hours. Non-stop. On what? Uh, he did that on a... Was it? I think it was a Yamaha, he said. I can't recall now. It was a Yamaha, I think. And he had it, out, had it, had it outfitted with a second five-gallon tank uh, that was on the seat behind him. But, oh, wow. um, yeah, 33 hours, and he didn't... It was non-stop. Literally non-stop. He stopped once or twice for gas. Because uh, he, you know, of course, exceeded his range of his two tanks, but um, uh, minimal bathroom breaks. He had a, a a a catheter hooked up so he could just pee. <laughs> yeah, all right. But that takes know. one care of one side. What about the other I side? He, I don't know if I could do that. He, he well, he he told me he was he was he wore a diaper. But that's he, what I said to you. I'm yeah, I, to I know you. he I wore a diaper, and uh, he said he did not poop himself. <laughs> so wow. that was an interesting conversation. So you know, please don't poop yourself. But he, he didn't. So um, he says it was really it was really tough. If you get a chance, to listen to the interview. It was a, it was a lot of fun. Uh, great guy. Um, but yeah, geez, can you imagine just being on your bike for thirty three? Now that record has since been broken twice, and the new record holder now did it in twenty seven hours. Holy shit! Twenty seven hours. So and how many miles was that? Uh, what was it like? A little over. I'd have to look it up again, but it was. It wasn't three thousand. It was like two thousand. It's twenty-seven hours. Twenty-four hundred no, miles. So the question is: Is how does how does um, uh, Guinness keep track of this? Does he have to tell them what time he's leaving, and they have somebody on they, both ends? They, or... they must because you don't want the. You they know, have... have people that are going to try to lie to you. Well, and here's the thing: is the, the Iron the Iron Boat Association has a, a ride called the fifty cc, and that's go coast to coast in fifty hours or less. Now, and that's what he did it under. He, you have to um, have... Oh, they have the GPSs and stuff, Well, it's right? not, no, it's not the GPS thing, but you have to give them uh, a time when you're leaving, and you have to show them... You have to have receipts, gas station receipts. I have a receipt here. This is when I filled up. And then, uh, 
along your route, you have to give them receipts and times, and then you have an arrival time receipt that shows what time you arrived. And uh, that's that, man. But uh, he he outfitted his bike with a thermal camera that allowed him to... Oh, that's kind of neat. Yeah, so that allowed him, and he says the screen was on his tank, so he spent much of the time looking down. He wasn't looking at the road. He was looking down. So the thermal camera allowed him to see if there were animals or anything that was going to possibly cause the road. At night. Or at night. Right, at night he did that. Um, So goggles, I could do that. (laughs) and, um, and, and, And he held off or submitting this or talking about it or even putting his book out uh, for what would they call it? Um, uh, when you hold off information for X number of years. Uh, so, you know, so that there's, there's no blowback for him, you know, because let's face it, you're not doing, nobody's doing the speed limit when they're doing this. I was just going to say that yeah. nobody's doing the speed limit. Um, yeah. I can't remember what they call it. That, that, what that term is. Um, sta- oh, oh, um, no, <laughs> <laughs> no. Um, statute of limitations, that, that thing. So he had to hold off, but, um, yeah, he, he definitely do. Everybody's doing, definitely doing three digits easily. You gotta be easily, you know? Wow. Uh, I mean, you just think about that. I mean, God, can you imagine, man? I don't know. I mean, it's, and then, like I said, the new record is 27 hours. Well, the other thing that you got to factor in is you got to not only plan your route the yeah. fastest way, but, or I guess the, the shortest way. You also have to plan it in, in a way that, you know, you're, where you're not just going to be getting stuck in traffic. I mean, because you, you imagine you could be doing you know, 115 miles an hour for nine states. And then all of a sudden there could be like road work or something where everything goes down to one lane and you've got, you know, a two hour backup. that could just totally fuck you. Oh yeah. Yeah, It's situational because you're not always going for, you're not going to always be able to go as fast as you want because you're going to have to watch the location you're at. Just like Justin said, uh, there could be something going on areas that you cannot go faster than 50 miles an hour through or less. Yeah. Uh, he's, he was telling me that he did have an issue uh, in the beginning going through San Diego, and then he had another issue going through uh, the Dallas area. And, <laughs> and then when he got towards Jacksonville, he had he had an issue. Yeah, there was. I heard there was a officer Kettler that he was really having <laughs> trouble with. <laughs> <laughs> you know, he said it's funny because he lives in Texas, and his house was literally a half a mile from the highway he was on. He was on I-10. He was like a half a mile from that. He could have easily gotten off, went home real quick, forced that poop out, and then continued his ride. But he decided not to. (laughs) Can you imagine? Oh, my God. Uh, You have the temptation to want to just stop home. Yeah, just stop saying, you know what? You know what? (laughs) Fuck it, I'm done. (laughs) Uh That's it. I don't know. Could either of you guys do it? No. 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 There's no way... Not in my advanced stage. <laughs> I would either no. <laughs> I would no. Just say no. Just say no. Just say no. We we'll, we'll got it. I oh, I got some I got some news things I want to cover. We're gonna go over it. First things first. Uh, Indian Motorcycles is battling with their headdress logo and, and liquidating. It's rumored they're going to liquidate. Any of the motorcycles that have the Indian headdress logo on them, because why? Who got, who got offended? Uh, well, you know there are groups out there who are a little uh, who are offended by it. Yeah. now. The thing is, 
the validity of this is I'm not sure I, I I'm I'm questioning the validity validity of this but I, I I think it's it's fair to just take a look at it but they they Indian did say that they are taking steps to address the issue um, in two, 2021 they announced the decommissioning of the logo the Indian headdress logo why what's wrong with the logo what they say because they found that there there were certain groups that were finding it offensive oh fuck them tell yeah. them to go suck off yeah pretty much i mean playing it simple and then it's in 2023 now this is it in the next steps they say in 2023 we ask for your partnership in clearing all inventory that includes decommissioning multicolor headdress logo from our indian motorcycle showrooms taking this next step is imperative to the continued stewardship of our brand. Now, this is, um, this is of course, Polaris sending this message out. So, uh, I read another article from uh, Polaris, another article and another thing about Polaris said that they're uh, discussing this issue with, the, with some leaders of some of the uh, Native American uh, groups and they're trying to come to a, a nice, you know, resolution. But the question is, why now? They, Indians been around for a hundred. Well, years. the Cleveland because, because the Cleveland well the Cleveland well, that's but, why the Cleveland Indians are changing their name because so it's not offensive, right? So that's good. jumping the jumping on the everybody's jumping on the bandwagon and now they just want to be okay. It's like what if I'm a, what if I'm offended that they're changing their name? They don't give a shit about that. I personally, now I just you know, look. It's just a name. Leave it alone. It's just a name. Now, that's because of these left extremists, these fucking assholes out there. They're the ones that they're the ones that think it's the it's, way they do. It's it, their problem. It, Nobody it, else ever looked at the Indian mm-hmm. logo and go, "Oh my God, that's it's so bad." Shut up. It, it, there's nothing wor- bad about that logo at all. No, nothing. there's nothing about it. And if anything, they should, if anything, they should feel, uh, I'm not going to use the word honored, but, you know, like, hey, look, we're, 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 we're using this image because we're proud of this. You know, but no. Well, that's how it is. that's how it is with the Seminoles. Yeah. yeah. They, that, I mean, okay. you know, that's that's a legitimate, like, there, that is something that they are honored by and that they are proud of, and they do a, they do a, I don't know if you would call it a ritual or whatever you, ha- what have you, but uh, they are very involved in that. Uh, you know, I, I think, I think part of the, look, you'll always have the, the exception every rule, but sure. I, I think that part of the issue right now is you have other people getting upset for people instead of those people actually that's getting upset. Exactly. Right. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> and I it's a very small percentage of people. That's what I mean. Like, okay, yeah, maybe it's there's like, a few, you know, they don't even not even on the percentage chart. There's probably yeah. but all these native, corporations bend at the knee to them. There's probably a bunch of Native Americans going out and buying these things. You're like, check it out, it's fucking cool. In fact, yeah, it's funny exactly. you should say that because in the other article Think about how I many read, German people buy fucking BMWs. Yeah, yeah right. <laughs> right. Do you know I used to Oh wait, I'm so somebody's gonna get offended by that one day, I bet. Let yeah. me tell you something. This yeah, well, is well, interesting. they didn't name the car German. I used to work for a company that was run entirely but they're all Jews. They're all Jews. That's fine. Okay, I don't I could care less. Right? They would not they they would not 
none of the none of the owners of the company on all and the people who were Jewish in the company would own a Mercedes vehicle. They would own anything else except a Mercedes. And if you did own a Mercedes, they asked that you park at the under other end of the parking lot. Okay, that's that, whatever. I'm surprised they didn't say that about Volkswagen. Yeah, uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, Volkswagen was absolutely used and supported and started by the Nazis, I believe. Yeah, it, so, yeah, it was the it was the, but, yeah, it was the Volkswagen is the people's wagon. It was basically uh, it was basically like a Hitler. Uh, yeah, it was Hitler's yeah. Uh, car. Okay, let me ask a question. Yeah, this may be hard to answer, but was there anybody on the staff of the Indian motorcycle that was Indian that started the company? No, not that I know of. That started I, I, it? No, that was part yeah, of it. No, I don't believe so. You see what I'm coming from? Yeah, that's a history thing. Yeah, that, what, yeah, history. what Tim said, uh, was there anybody Indian that said they were offended by this sign? Uh, yeah, well, just some Indian groups did. Just some Indian groups. I'll find, I, do, I can't find it. Oh, let me see. Where's that other article? Were uh, they? Are we sure? Uh, hang on a second. Uh, here we go. No, that's not it. Uh, should Indian change his name? This is this comes from a uh, an in, uh, a site called Inside Hook, and uh, in December the Cleveland Indians announced that they were changing their name. And in modern recognition, record, what Indian tribe? Yeah, uh, the Indian motorcycle touts itself as the first American motorcycle company. Blah 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 blah. And because people were offended offended by the name alongside names called Chief and Chieftain and the headdress logo. And the Native American feathered war bonnet, which is prominently featured on some of the gas tanks. Right. Uh, and uh, Cliff Mateus, the founder of the international president of Red Rum Motorcycle Company, a self-described largest indigenous motorcycle club in the country, told Inside Hook that they are using indigenous people as mascots for their motorcycles. When asked if he thinks the company needs to change the name, Mateus wasn't ready to offer a definitive opinion. He says, I mean, look. It's Indian motorcycles using Native Americans and Native American image for financial oh, gain. Absolutely, they're not getting paid. Yeah. I understand now. So uh, I understand. So anyway, but this—they're uh, not getting any money off of, out of it. This, right. That's why they have a problem with it. Probably. Okay, that's very telling. That's very telling. So data and research have shown that these actions are detrimental and cruel to native peoples, especially native youth. Ah, oh, shut up. You're not <laughs> cruel. Fuck off. You know, I, fuck yourself. You know what? Oh, look, I, I, I feel like this is one of those things idiot. where, like, this is this is a tricky thing, right? It is. And I, it is. Because I feel like, to some degree, you can understand something, but there it becomes this thing where it's like, you know, where do you draw the line? You know what I mean? Because it's like there's a difference between whether something's meant to be derogatory or not. Right. Exactly. And, they don't see I, it that way, dude. And because, I mean, like, that's what that's what mascots are. Mascots are. Bingo. Supposed to, they're supposed to right. kind of uh, be that familiarity. And, and, you know, I mean, it's like Lucky Charms. It's like you don't hear. You don't hear fucking Ireland, Irish, man. Like, Irish people go freaking go crazy, away. right? You know what I mean? Like, yeah, give me a break. But you know what I'm saying? It's like it's just it's it's a novelty thing. You know what I'm saying? It's like you you have to find like okay, look. I mean, there's there's probably some things in the past, especially that may have been done 
you know, that was a little bit insensitive. It's like, all right, well, maybe we could change yeah, that. We, it's kind of meant in a derogatory way, and we've yeah. moved on. But if it's not meant in a derogatory way, and it's, it's purely not. either it's just not. a brand or a it's mascot, definitely not. I think people need to just kind of be like, look, dude, you know. Uh, that ain't going to happen. Yeah, otherwise, it's, you'll have, you'll have right. no mascots. You'll have right. nothing that represents they, right. anybody. That's what and, they want. They want it you, everything like, right. Right. It's just, just, it's just everything's a, just everything's just going to be beige at that point. <laughs> everything's going to be beige. Uh, but, from what, what what you were just reading in that thing, it sounds to me like if they were getting paid for it, you wouldn't hear a fucking peep at anybody. Yeah, yeah, you're right. You're right. You wouldn't hear a peep. Now, Not in this people. in this closing statement, they asked the company to respond, and this is the statement from Indian. Since we acquired Indian Motorcycle in 2011, we have worked to honor the hallmarks of this iconic brand while respecting our riders and the communities we serve. Like any respected brand, we are actively listening, learning, and connecting with all stakeholders to determine the best path forward for our brand. So, so, But see what... Polaris is a unique position here, right? Because... Oh, sure. Polaris... It's not like it's not like Indians a standalone company where they're like, well, we really got to figure this out. Polaris owns multiple different brands, so sure. t- truthfully, there, there's nothing stopping from Polaris from just making the exact same machines and just rebranding them under any other one of their companies that they own. Right now, they could literally take the Chieftain, pull the Indian head off of it. And now it's a fucking Sea Dew or a fucking Can Am or you name it. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Like, they could literally just put any other one of their. I mean, they could make. They could put victory badges on it. They you could, know what I mean? Right. Yeah. I'm well, sure they got a warehouse full of those things lying around somewhere. <laughs> I'm sure. So this guy, Mateus, who is a Native American, he's Kichwa and Taino uh, Indian tribes. He said he hesitated to draw a line in the sand himself. He did co- explain the complicated situation Indian Motorcycle presents. He says also a lot of natives buy Indian motorcycles. We've kind of adopted the motorcycle into our own genre yeah, and our own that? presence. There's nothing, Ill, there's nothing ill about the name or the logo. So if you got all. if Not. you got Native Americans buying and riding Indian motorcycles, it's time for this faction of people who are complaining to just shut up. Honestly, I mean, it's a small percentage. I'm telling you, it probably if is. They, if they would just oh. say, "Listen, you know, India comes out and says, listen, there's nothing derogatory about that name. We're proud of the name. It's a, it's, it, it represents a, a powerful image. And uh, if you have a problem with it, we're sorry. We'll give you 20 percent off for a new motorcycle. Yeah, I you know. know. <laughs> I know. Like, I can. Th- I mean, not that I know a million Native Americans, but I I knew a, a small group that were when the Redskins were the Redskins were Redskins fans because it was something that they you know connected to. Right. You know what I mean? They didn't. They weren't like that's offensive to me. They were like that's it's you know the, it's you the like name of a football team. It's a yeah, name. but I'm saying that's like they it. they it the other way instead of being offended by it they were like i this is our I, team they, right they, they felt yeah they felt like a connection to it does that mean the kansas city chiefs are going to change their name who knows or the uh, uh what is it golden state warriors everybody's just going to be the the state football team pretty yeah soon. it's gonna be you know, you know. <laughs> and then that's gonna offend up offend people with balls on their feet <laughs> <laughs> 
but it, it's a yeah, it's a sensitive situation for a lot of people. And I, 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 no, it's really I, not. It's I, only I, sensitive I to people who are just being I, mis- I, I disingenuous I about everything. I honestly, I don't get it. I really don't get it. It's it's a crack of shit. You know, and, I think and like I, we're in the we're in the offended offended culture right now. Everybody's offended. But about the thing everything. is, you know what? The big thing is, is at the end of the day, what difference does it make? You still got to take the garbage out. You still got to put food on the table. You still got to go to work. And if you're well, letting like, something like this, well, a lot of those assholes don't work. That's the problem. Well, but, no, yeah, I don't. I don't, I don't, I don't say that. But you know, you, you go on that. You go on that. It doesn't matter. It's not going to make a difference in your life one way or the other. No. The reality of it is, I I heard somebody somebody just said this to me today. In fact, and I thought it was really interesting. So, uh, this guy was talking to a friend of his, and he's originally from India, and his father came from India to visit and he started asking questions about like stuff that he was seeing on the news about like the woke movement and all this other stuff. And he's just like, I don't understand what's going on. And so the the kid was kind of like explaining to him, like, you know, this is everything that's going on with, you know, all the different, we, we could, we, we all know what we're talking about. And the, the father was just like, you know, he's like, what a difference between, you know, where he was in India and here he's like, you know, back where we are, he's like, we have real problems. He's like, here, you guys like manufacture problems. <laughs> it's yeah, like, I believe it. And it was such an interesting so point true. because it's like, yeah, it's like when you don't have real. Oh, we lost Justin. Can't, we can't hear you, Justin. Did he unplugged himself? Can you hear me? Now, now, we, can. now we can hear you. You unplugged yourself, didn't you? I offended my computer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, but it's right. like, you know, if if we had, if we had, listen, okay. if we were, if there was like bombings going off and like military police walking through the street and all this other crazy shit, I doubt anybody would be sitting there worried about the logo of a motorcycle brand. Uh, uh, probably not. They wouldn't. Probably not. It's a, just know? a bunch of trolls and whiny people, man. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, trolls and whiny people. Uh, in other news, Lightning Lightning Motorcycles has introduced a battery on their electric bikes that can charge nearly as fast as filling your gas tank. Really? That offends me. <laughs> yeah, I, you got to change the name Lightning because uh, I know somebody was hit by Lightning once. Yeah. I'm offended. So... Uh, the high-performance motorcycle charge, it, it can charge in less than 10 minutes for an additional 135 miles. So what that tells me right there is it's not charging it to full. What it's doing is it's giving you extra mileage. Uh, the motorcycle battery charged at 400 amps charge rate uh, nearing 5C, which is almost five times conventional EV batteries. A demo completed utilizing existing public charging infrastructure and targeting motorcycle production for early 2023. So they're looking to get this out on their motorcycles probably first quarter of this year. I have it just n- sounds like something that's going to catch fire. You know, I tell you, man, right. I hear the more you read about these lithium batteries and electric cars blowing up, no, well, not actually blowing up, but catching fire, it makes you wonder if, like, is it really really safe enough i don't know i don't i have not heard anything about lithium batteries and electric motorcycles catching fire i have not heard any of that but 
either way, you're That's looking. That's because the guy didn't live to tell you about it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I mean, still. I mean, are you still getting range anxiety? I mean, um, 135 miles is two hours worth of riding. You're not going to ride. I mean, me, I'm going to ride two hours, stop, get gas, take a break. So if you're doing the same thing on an electric bike, then okay, fine. But it's not a complete charge from zero. I to just, I, I just don't think we're at the stage where it's viable. For, no. we're, we're, we're pushing it, but I don't think we're vi it's viable at this point. No, well, because I don't know because right that. now because you gotta look at it this way because there's too mining, much damage mi done. Mi yeah, mining lithium is not easy. No, Ooh. and it's very it's damaging and too. it's damaging too. Then you got to get rid of these batteries when they when they finally exhaust them. Yeah, so. because they and what are you gonna do? You have to bury them. So it's not yeah. like you're saving the environment. You're just causing a different kind of environmental problem. Right. Exactly. That's going to be somebody else's problem in the future. Like mm. the kids in our future, our mm. kids are going to have to deal with this shit. Very good point, Tom. So, very good point. Uh, so no. I don't know what the point, well, what the point is listen, pushing this I mean, there's, there's a million, There's a million different reasons why electric vehicles aren't better for the environment. The problem is, is whenever people people put their... Their blinders on, and they see oh, electric. They I have no no emissions per se. Well, but that's I mean, what they're worried about, about the emissions. Okay, guess what? Guess what? Guess what is powering your charging station? <laughs> right? Because right. I'm gonna tell you right now, it ain't fucking electricity. <laughs> no, guess what? Guess, no. what's, guess what's giving you that electricity? Mice. Fuel. <laughs> <laughs> no, there's mice. You are burning turbines. exorbitant amounts of fuel. To, to, to produce the electricity for your charging stations because electricity doesn't just magically appear. And that's part of the problem is is they keep wanting to shut down these like nuclear power plants and, and all this stuff, but then they want to keep converting all this shit to electricity. So it's like now you're you're under you're underpowering and and, and overdrawing. Right. California's having brownouts left and right. Now they're Are they really they're saying that there's certain days that people can and can't charge their cars because it's a state full of morons. <laughs> it's like it's unbelievable. Wow. You can, you, they have they have droughts where you can't water your lawns on certain days, and now you can't plug your car in on certain days because they're literally overloading their power grid. California is oh, another that's gonna, world. That's, a, that's eventually going to happen to everybody because they they're pushing this EV agenda to to the nth degree. And uh, it's going to happen. You know, well, listen, I had the, the chance. Point. Listen, I've ridden the, the live wire on two separate occasions. I love the bike and I would love to own one. But I can guarantee you it would not be my primary source of transportation. No, that's Absolutely. Me that, it's meant to oh, I, I, be around local. Yeah, I'm I not saying that electric vehicles don't have their place. And they are a lot of fun and they have advantages to certain yeah. things. But I think people need to get it out of their head. That all in the world. Exactly. It's just another option. It's not a better option. Right. It's just another option. Exactly. It's like okay, if you want to own one, fine, but you're not saving the environment by owning I, one. It, by, oh. by, by all intents and purposes, the uh, hybrids are probably the best solution. The hybrids are absolutely the best solution. Well, yeah, and because it be makes truthful, better gas usage too. We shouldn't have. We shouldn't have gone past that. Exactly. We should have stuck with that and pushed that more and have a combination of everything so we have a well, better balance. Well, because hybrids, the, the, the beautiful thing about hybrids is that you don't have to plug them in. Right. Exactly. 
You have everything's on board. Yep. You just use less gas. Whereas in this case, by plugging in a vehicle, sitting there for two hours and and reading a book, it's like what you my have to son, kill. My it. son sleeps in his Tesla. Now, yeah, I know. Why well, Troy's got one now? Yeah, Troy's got one now. He's, he sleeps in his Tesla while he charges it, or he leaves it overnight and he goes home. Wow. <laughs> but the charging station will only charge for 45 minutes and then it automatically shuts off. It does? Well, yeah. Then you have to redo it again. Well, his, where he is, because well, that's he silly. usually leaves it there and then goes home because it's not far from his house. So he walks home and then comes back the next day and it takes off. Well, that's just silly. Wow. Right. Well, like buying a 50000 a $50, car, a $50,000 car to have to walk home. Yeah, that's great. <laughs> yeah, I know. On top of it, his wife hit his car. You know? Oh, no. Did she really? Yeah, she was following him and ran into the back of his car. She, so he got re-rendered by his own wife. Yep. I mean, if how do you, he... How do you report that? How do you report that? I'm gonna, I'm gonna and wife. they're both cops, which is really funny. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Did they have to call I, another? Did I, I, they have I, I, to call? I said to Troy, I said, I hope you do all the driving. So, did they have to call another cop to come over and write the report? No, it wasn't that bad. But oh, okay. Yeah. I guess it wouldn't have been so bad if he rear-ended her, right? I mean, uh, well, <laughs> his car would have blew up. <laughs> hey, Harley Davidson. Um, well, we're gonna we're gonna get to some Harley stuff in this right now, but Harley has introduced a. Uh, stage four, 135 cubic inch crate engine. Wow. wow. Yeah. It's um, uh, 2,212 cc Screaming Eagle crate engine designed to run with wide open throttle, high engine speeds to provide instant passing power and cruising speed. Engine delivers 143 foot pounds of rear wheel torque at 3,500 oh, RPM and 130 rear wheel horsepower at 5,500 Approximately twenty-eight percent more torque and forty-one percent more horsepower at the rear wheel than a production Milwaukee eight one seventeen. Wow. I think my, my one hundred three is powerful enough. I don't need anything that big. I mean, I, okay, fine, great. I, again, I mean, this, Tim and I, you and I have the, basically the same engine. Yeah, yours is no, no, yours is a twenty. No, no, I have a, a one hundred three. You and I do. Oh yeah, yeah I have a one hundred three. I got an eighty-eight. I got a one hundred three. Right, so you, you you don't have the Milwaukee eight. No, you don't. No, no you've no. okay. So, you, so we basically have the same. Well, the same. Yeah, sort of the same. What anyway. what engine do you have on you? You have a ninety six on yours? No, it's twin cam eighty eight. Eighty eight. He's yeah. got the same engine I got. Yeah, twin cam eighty eight. not talking. He's not I got talking. a one hundred three. Yeah. You do have a one hundred three. That's what I said. Yeah. Okay. So the thing is, is like me personally, I like you said, Tim. I don't need more power. I don't need to get there immediately. I'm taking no. my freaking time. I'm enjoying the ride. And but yeah, that's, that's, that's not, that's not what that doesn't mean every once in a while you want to you want to blip the throttle and I, yeah, it. blip the throttle. But yeah, but I, I could still do that when you don't do 103 and it's it's powerful enough. Yeah. Oh yeah, but I will tell you, I will tell you from experience that on it on on the average, like when I ride my bike day to day and day out, and I'm like, yeah, this is fine, this is great. It's fine and great until you ride that, and then you're like, wow, that was pretty cool. <laughs> you know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Like it's yeah, it's, it's one of those things where it's like you know you don't know until well it's until also you know the kind of rider you are too. You don't know. It's like know. it's like for years I didn't think for. I needed suspension until I rode a bike that had legend suspension, and then a month <laughs> later I had legend suspension. So I mean it's like 
you know, it's it's one of those things where it's like Yeah, I get what you're saying. Having more power is always a plus. Yeah. Your sports is really fucking cool until you're on a touring bike and then you're like, I've been a sucker for years. Yeah. You know what I mean? I don't know. I mean so well no. the, this I like my mini bike. This uh this engine has an MSRP of seven thousand nine hundred ninety nine dollars and ninety five cents. That's it. That's it. So if you want to get this bike and slap it in your in this engine and slap it in your bike, I go, wonder go if it'll it. fit on my frame. Probably on my not. O2 fat boy. Probably not. I don't think it'll, so. It'll twist it. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> you have to make some changes. Oh, in a uh, the good news is it might straighten your brake pedal out. <laughs> yeah, right, <laughs> right. You know, everybody. I, I, I when people. The people catch that and bring it up, I tell them it's a custom break, and they're like, oh, that's cool. <laughs> Everybody custom. thinks it's a custom brake pad, uh, pedal on my bike. Where can I get one of those, Chris? Because <laughs> you know what it does? It's funny. Oddly enough, it takes it out of your way on the footboard. But you're so, so used I, to how long? How long has it been like that? Uh, a few years. That's it. I mean, you're so used to it. I mean, I think if you had a straight pedal, you'd probably crash into something. It probably be my fucking way because I'm used to having the way I hang my foot on it. Set my foot on the the pedal is out of my way now. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> uh, you, you guys are watching making them. Yeah, that's it. Start producing them and selling them like the, the oh, new out of the way brake pedal. Yeah. Uh, you guys watch the make them uh, uh, auctions? Okay. Yeah. You guys ever yeah. watch those? Yep, I've um, watched them. I. I didn't watch it recently. There is a, a new record has been world record has been set uh, with the sale of a vintage Harley Davidson. Uh, it, it's a, a 1913 or something like that. It's or a 1908 strap tank HD, most expensive ever sold. How much? Nine hundred and thirty-five thousand dollars. Wow! And it runs. It runs now. It was a barn find. Wow. And it had, it's, uh, let's see, so the bike, bike is completely, is the bike intact. It sports some of the original parts, like the wheels, the engine belt, the pulleys, the seat cover, and the muffler sleeve when the bike was built 114 years ago. It's got all those parts still on it. Um, wow. The, the, it was found, let me see, I, I can't read the, uh, I, I, it's in an article here somewhere, but it was found by somebody, and then it was restored. Um, but still, I mean, my God. <laughs> Can you imagine? Wow. Oh, yeah, here it is right here. Uh, a man named David Uhine is one who is happened. Is that a half-piston engine? <laughs> it's a one-cylinder, yeah. Happened upon the machine in a barn right when the world was entering World War. And it was complete functioning motorcycle when he found it, and he kept it in Wisconsin for the next 66 years. Eventually, it was restored by a vintage motorcycle enthusiast named Paul Freehill of Fort Wayne, Indiana. And so there you go, man. Like, look at that. 114 years old, and this thing sold for almost a million dollars. Now, do you, do you ride this thing, or do you just look at it? Well, you, I mean, you at least ride it a couple times. Yeah, man. Yeah, you have to. You yeah, to. and you're on your long driveway because you have a million dollar house. Yeah. <laughs> you're not driving it on the street, that's for sure. Yeah, ride that motherfucker all the way to the bank to collect your fucking nine hundred and eighty five thousand. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, right. Damn. I don't know. I think that's pretty awesome though. Good good on them for getting that. Uh and other stuff, what else we got going on? I, what, I gotta start to... snooping around barns more. Yeah, right? <laughs> yeah, barns. How many barns do you know of in New Jersey? 
simple enough. <laughs> you know, you got to go knock, you know, like this. Excuse me, sir, can I look in your barn? <laughs> yeah, you know what? I, yeah, it makes you wonder what the hell is out there when you when you hear yeah, stories right? like that. I mean, uh, there's still a fourth Tucker that they never found. Really? Yeah. They, I don't. They, I don't think they ever found that fourth Tucker that was di- disappeared somewhere into the United States. So I guarantee you, it's in, it's it could be in Wisconsin or some like uh, barn buried it could be in half in the ground. Somebody doesn't know what it is or something. Yeah, they still rusted out and everything. Else. Nobody. If they knows say what it is. if you find that, even even in in a, a rotten condition, it'd be still be worth a million dollars. Oh, easily, I think so. Uh, just so you guys didn't know, Daytona Bike Week kicks off this week. Ew. Yep, this week. You going? Uh, and it's it's eight hours away from me if I was go, if I was to go, but there's plenty of things to do there. Of course, there's you know all kinds of crap you can do. But uh, I have never. Have you ever been to that, Justin? You have. Any good? Yes. Uh, it's you know I've said this before, but I went to Daytona after Sturgis, oh, and yeah. I just wish I had done it in reverse. Yeah. It's just so different. Daytona to me was a lot more of just a party. Yeah, yeah. Whereas like Sturgis, don't get me wrong, Sturgis is partying, but you're you, there's a lot of ride focused stuff where you know, Daytona it's just like everything kind of happens all in like the same spot. You basically it's like a big Party bike show slash party. I mean, it's just it's booze well, and pretty bands much what Myrtle Beach is, too. Yeah, booze and bands and bikes. I mean, there wasn't nah. much as far as like riding. Uh, Whereas, yeah, that's like, the thing about that's what Sturgis, I heard. About we're Sturgis. out in like Wyoming riding. and all this other shit, yeah. you know. Would you ever go to Myrtle Beach then? I've, I've been to the Myrtle Beach bike. I know. What about Jason? Would you ever go to oh, Myrtle yeah, Beach? Oh, yeah, sure. Bike? I would go back to Daytona. I'm just, I know. I just know the different. I mean, it depends on what you're in the mood to do. Yeah. I mean, I wouldn't necessarily say that you go to Daytona for the riding. The riding. You go for the, party. the partying. Yeah, right. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, I mean, you and Chris got to come down for the Myrtle Beach thing. Myrtle Beach is okay. The problem with see the thing is the difference between it's too with, spread out. It's way too spread out. I mean, you're talking about eleven miles from top to bottom. It's, it's no, I'm sorry, packed. sorry. It's, like it's seventeen. Spots. It's seventeen miles, and it's right, not right. like it's seventeen miles of of bikes and things that are all along the way. It's here. It's there. It's here. It's it's so freaking spread out. Um, the the number one hotspot for Myrtle Beach Bike Week is down at Merrill's Inlet, and there's like it's only because there's like three bars in that area, and then that's it. There's, I mean, aside from that. You got a couple dealerships along the way where they're having demo rides and vendors. And on the north end, there's a lot of vendors at one spot. And then there's a drag strip where they do races. And that's it. I mean, the riding, I, I guess it's okay. But I... I, 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 bet, you, uh, I bet you Sturgis has got the best riding. Oh, this guy, yeah. Of course. Yeah. Uh, I, would say, I would say Sturgis and then probably Laconia. Oh, yeah. definitely Laconia, yeah. Yeah. That's like a barricade. Look at a riding I, out there. It's, I haven't it's I haven't done Laconia, but I've been up near 
Nice riding country out there, man. I was I was up near there for a wedding. Yeah. And I was like, I wish I could have had my bike. I mean, I was in the wedding, so I just had too much crap to bring. But, I mean, it was beautiful up there. Wow. Yeah, the um, way I felt about Maricade. Beautiful yeah. riding up in that area. I think, isn't this year uh, the 100th anniversary of Laconia? I have no idea. Uh, I, thought, I thought it was this year or next year. Uh, Laconia Bike Week. I don't know where is it. Okay, I'm looking for it. I want to find out. I think it is. Uh, motorcycle Week. Uh, here it is. Coming up. The first one was in 20. Is was it? Is it? Yeah, the hundredth. Wow. This, this is the hundredth this year. Yep. So if you make it up there, that'd be awesome. Yeah. How about that? Um, I, I know some people who are going to Laconia for the hundredth this year. And look, yeah, I, 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 Laconia so happens. Hours, it's the week two after. Hours past, uh, yeah, it's the week after uh, Maricade. It's uh, what two hours from Maricade or an hour? Uh, it's about two hours. Yeah, about two hours because you got to go across Vermont first to get there. You know. um, I don't know. I think. Um, I mean, I'd like to do Maricade again, but that's a that's a whole different story. America is mostly Hondas, right? No. No. Not what anymore. About, <laughs> no. Everybody about, shows up there. It started that way. It was started by Honda. No, it started that, that way. Yeah. yeah that used to, it was called Aspencade out in Colorado. That's what it was called. Then they moved it to Lake George, and then it just became Americade. And then, well, you know. I would say probably, uh, if if I had to put a number on it, I would say, yeah, maybe the vast Most majority of the bikes there, It's it's it, there's a lot of Honda there, a lot of Goldwings. But there's also a lot of Harleys there, a lot. Well, I know people go up, but I, I yeah. thought that it was kind of like predominantly. Like, I mean, don't get me wrong. You go to any of these other bike weeks and you'll see you mix everything, too. But yeah. I thought that America was like predominantly like kind of like the Goldwing thing. No. No. In early years, perhaps, but not not anymore. Not now. Not now. Not now. Certainly you can look at the picture that I had from when the last time I went up there. I, I rode up the... Uh, the main street that was right next yeah, to right the, uh, yeah there was bikes on both sides yeah, yeah and bikes on both sides and just thousands and thousands of bikes and you, you could look at that picture right there to the shit ton of them most of it was harley mm-hmm. and the parking lot we went to so uh this is the this year it's the 40th anniversary of americade um going on up there in lake george the 40th year ah, how about that well, we went uh 2015 and 2016 when we went yeah and, uh, oh, that long ago? Yeah, wow. it was that long ago, dudes. It was that wow. long ago. Yeah. yeah. Okay, like eight, seven years ago. Seven years ago. <laughs> yeah. But, hey. What hey, bike I, did I have back then? Did you, I had the, the, uh, you had you the had, red, uh, you you had, had the electric glide. That's right, the electric glide. You had yeah. big red. <laughs> big red is right. Wow. <laughs> yeah, if you wanted to go there, it's like, uh, there you have it. It's like $99 for this little pass and then the 149 for... The uh, I ride pass and then the all in pass. We got the all in pass last uh, the two times we went. This is where we could we could do everything, but uh, I mean you can't do everything. That's the problem with these. You can't do everything. There's just no way, unless if you're up at seven o'clock in the morning and then just boom. And that doesn't even include your uh, room. <laughs> no, it doesn't. It does not include your room and all that. That's like you know the same thing with going to Sturgis. It doesn't include. You can go out there, your but your lodging is one thing. And, but it doesn't include uh, access to the Buffalo Chip. You know, that's that's a totally different expense, as you know, Justin. Yeah. 
You're it's being, not terribly expensive. Yeah. That was like three fifty, I think it was. There was like three. Yeah, which for a week is is not. I mean, it's not bad. You no. could spend that in a hotel room in one night. Yeah, of course. Speaking of that, so as you know, I, I got reservations for going to Sturgis, right? Now I've got I've got my uh, timeshare request in, for, which I would really really love to have because it's a beautiful place. Then I've also got reservations at a hotel in Rapid City, which is a mere twenty minutes away. Uh, so just a, for shits and giggles, I was like, you know what? I never looked at. I said I never looked at the reviews of this hotel. What they got going on there? I think I found maybe one or two five star reviews that were obviously planted. Every other review I saw was a one star, and they all started with the words. Don't stay here. And you paid for it already. Oh, no, 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 no. It's I got the, just a reservation. It won't be paid for okay. until I go. So I am actively seeking uh, another place to stay. <laughs> well, the sooner the better. <laughs> I, I'm looking now. And you know what? I cannot believe some of the prices that some of these places are asking for. Well, that, this is the only time of the year they make money. I, I can't. I can't believe that. I really can't believe that. I mean, there are some now. Majority of these places are well outside of Sturgis, within within a half hour, and yeah. still within a half hour, some of these people ask, and I shit you not, some of these people are asking thirteen thousand dollars for a week to use right to stay in their place. A week. Yeah, they're, they're they're getting theirs. They're taking advantage of. Now it because, I understand. Uh, now I get that. Like if you're going with a group of like six six people and you're going to share that, you're going to divide that up. But that's still that kind of those numbers are just they just baffling to me. Makes so camping for three hundred bucks sound pretty fucking good, huh? Yeah, yeah pretty right. damn right, man. It does absolutely. Have you looked into B and B's? I've looked at Airbnb. And that seems to be my cheapest option right now. Uh, which is basically I'm just I would just basically rent a room out of the, somebody's house for a week. Which I is, wish I could remember there was a campground. Well, I, I could do a campground. I am. I'm well, not. I'm not putting putting that out. Hear me. Hear me out for a second. This guy owned like a farm. Well, a big plot of land. Right. And basically, what he did was he had like, if I remember correctly, it was like somewhere between like ten and twelve campers. Like RVs, that he just that, that yeah. just lived there. Yeah, and he and basically, he converted a shed into a bar, and it was like twenty minutes outside of Sturgis, and he's like, people come. He's like basically the same people come, like every year. Yeah, and. They so they it's your te- I mean it's it's RV but you're inside right you know it's air conditioned you've got and and basically he goes out to the store he buys like a bunch of canned beer he charges like a well at the time he was like doing like a dollar a beer or something stupid like that and it was not we, I remember we were, we went there we were like hanging out and just like partying over there for a, a, a half a day. And I mean, we had a great fucking time. We we're like, dude, if we weren't staying at the Buffalo Chip, like we would stay here. I, I wish. I mean, it was almost fifteen years ago, or whatever it was. Wow. Yeah. We so, went. Yeah, we went in. We went in two thousand. Uh, two thousand eleven. Okay. Yeah. So you, man, it's definitely over ten years. Wow. Well, yeah, definitely. Over it's 10 time for you to go back. That's what it is. So. Yeah, so I haven't excluded the idea of camping, but if I do anything like on a campground, I think I want to try to get a cabin 
But even then, it, prices are still through the roof. But if you're gonna want to go see any of the bands at the Buffalo Chip, possibly, I would suggest just staying there. Yeah. Because I will tell you right now, with the amount of crowd that is there, you getting in and out will be a fucking nightmare. Yeah. I mean, not to I... mention you're gonna be trying to get in and out with a bunch of drunk assholes. <laughs> you're better and off. That's why. That that's why. You're better off just tent camping is there. is kind of not high on the list of things that I want to do because uh, you know what it's it's not so bad an experience well well if you're just because, as drunk as everybody else it doesn't matter right well but the other thing is it's such a big place yeah that the majority of the partying is kind of far enough away. You know what I mean? I guess. It was yeah, like, I, guess I, I don't remember. I don't ever remember being like, I can't sleep. You know? Yeah. <laughs> no, I, we'll I don't remember. I don't remember running into that issue. Yeah. Well. I don't I, have trouble sleeping now. I don't either. I can sleep, but... I can sleep anywhere. Yeah. Shut up. <laughs> if I'm fucking tired, I can sleep <laughs> anywhere. So wait a minute. So you can sleep, Chris. You can sleep pretty much anywhere, right? Yeah, I can sleep anywhere. I can sleep anywhere. So the only one who can't sleep anywhere is Tim, which is no. surprising because I feel like he's always the most sleepy. But maybe that's why. Maybe I'm always tired because I don't get enough sleep. It's because he's sleep deprived. <laughs> sleep deprived is right. Yeah. I'm tired of being fucking tired. Is what. <laughs> yeah. This is the guy who takes naps too, and he's still tired. I can't nap either. Napping, Chris, I know you nap. I can't nap. I nap. I nap. <laughs> I, my, no, I don't nap. I sleep. Once I go to sleep, I'm asleep. <laughs> I can't, like, nap. If I try and nap for, like, an hour, I'm, I wake up. Somewhere. Feeling worse. I get, I, yeah, I end up just going back to sleep, and then I sleep for fucking hours because I can't nap. Yeah, because when I, when I wake up from a nap most of the time, I feel like dog shit. Yep. That's what wow. I this one I do to 45 one hour sleep. Uh I uh, just fuck it because I feel like shit. <laughs> yeah, no, I can't now. I don't understand these fucking people you, sleep a half hour and fuck out of here. You know, I I I can't stay up. And I, I get to a point where I'm just so fucking tired. I can't keep my eyes open. This coming from a guy who's going for his pilot's license. Well, hey, I didn't say I fall off the plane. I just said in the afternoon, the... I'm wait. It's it's like three, four o'clock in the afternoon. I'm the zombie. I'm a zombie. What time are your pilot lessons usually? I usually do it in the morning, like eleven, three, 10, three 10 or four eleven. O'clock in the afternoon. <laughs> right around sleepy time, no, right? Ten or eleven. Yeah. <laughs> I don't uh, uh, does does this plane have autopilot? Uh, no, it doesn't. <laughs> Damn. Yeah, the autopilot is the teacher. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's about. Are you uh, are you flying electric planes yet, or how's that? <laughs> no, 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 God. Oh it's my all God. battery. Oh. <laughs> the whole thing is just a big That's battery. a big, huge battery. You got a battery with wings. <laughs> so uh, Harley Davidson is celebrating her 120th anniversary this year. And they've got their homecoming uh, event happening July 13th to the 16th. And it's going to be this huge-ass party in Milwaukee. And they're having all kinds of crap. They're having bands. They're having all kinds of stuff going on. And they've announced that the... Green Day and the Foo Fighters are going to be performing. Wow. So that's a pretty big, big-ish, big thing going on there. So yeah, they uh, have always big bands at the Sturgis, always. Well, this is a Sturgis. This is in Milwaukee at the Harley-Davidson oh, plant okay. and right. at their uh, museum and everything. I think we should go there on a, a business trip. Uh, right, we sure. Could, we could be a write-off. You want to fly us up there? I'll fly you up there. 
Okay. Or, or four of us and our four motorcycles in a little Cessna. But <laughs> we'll would that even work? To the top. We'll strap the bikes to the top. Yeah, put a bike rack on it. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> I wonder if a, a, a twin otter could do that. Well, you're, you're not going to be certified for twin engines, though, right? No. Yeah. You're going to do that? I, how no, much I think, no, you're going to need C-130. <laughs> yeah, it's true, too, yeah. We need a cargo I, plane. Outside of two passengers in a Cessna, how much weight can it hold? Well, it depends on the size. I mean, the one I'm flying in could take up 720 pounds. Basically, what well, that means I is... I can't even put my bike on that. No, no, no. So that basically means Tim and Chris and, and a bag lunch. That's pretty much it. <laughs> <laughs> wow, Chris. You see, he just threw us right under the fucking bus. Yeah, well, he's not lying. Fuck <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just saying. You could take, take the two of you, but neither one of you can wear shoes. <laughs> you have to ship your baggage. Wow. Yeah. So uh, Harley-Davidson has revealed their of their 20, 120th anniversary. Uh, as they do with every anniversary bike, they do something special. Mostly it's a paint scheme. And they've uh, outlined the bikes that got their 120th anniversary paint scheme. Those bikes are the Ultra Limited. The anniversary edition, the Tri Glide, the Street Glide, the Road Glide, the Fat Boy, and the Heritage Classic are all getting their uh, they're all getting the paint the anniversary paint scheme. And I don't know it's, if you uh, is, I was just curious, is Astro Glide offended that they're using Glide? I have no idea. That, I, I couldn't tell you that. So joke. I get it, I got it. Yeah, so. Fuck you all. <laughs> so that's their 120th, uh, and it's it's a pretty cool paint scheme. We're gonna go to we're gonna go to the Harley website any second here, uh, and I'm gonna show you their their 2023. That's pretty. I mean, that's just yeah, really that's pretty logo. That's nice. really really pretty. Um, but before I get into the, any more of this, but they, they got some really cool stuff going on. We're gonna we're gonna go over and we're gonna start. We're gonna talk about the new bikes for 2023. Their new lineup. Uh, it's really cool that they've uh, they've done some interesting things with the, with the new bikes for this year. Uh, one of the, I, I'm going to start off. I'll kick it off with the, right away. One of the in, most interesting things they did is they brought. Remember that if you remember a couple of years ago, they canceled the um, the breakout. Do you guys remember that? And, they, and I know they brought it back, right? And they brought it back this year. They brought back yeah. the uh, the breakout. And I actually they, saw the ad on Facebook. The interesting thing about that is, remember how we always bitched that the breakouts, hey. the tank was too small? Well, guess what they did? They put back on the original five-gallon tank. There you go. Because the bike looks badass with that, man. It looks so much better with the big five-gallon tank on it. Yeah. I mean, when is that celebration anyway? You never said when it break out. I did. Uh, July 13th to the 16th. Oh. So, yeah, they did. So they, they put that big tank back on the bike, and it's so much better. So much better. Then they're, I don't know, their paint this year seems pretty cool a little bit. Um, I'm not overly, I mean, that, that, that looks awesome. I think that looks really good with the black with the orange stripe in there. Yeah, that's, that's nice. That's really cool. So, yeah, so the breakout's back. That's pretty cool. Uh, what other thing that they do? Uh, that's a soft tail model, right? That's a soft tail model. That's in the soft tail line now. And because Chris is here, we're going to look at the fat boy. We know, we know that Chris loves the fat boy. Oh, I love it. And there you have it. Their colors for uh, for the Fat Boy now. Of course, they got the black. Then they got Looks the like a billiard blue. <laughs> yeah, and they've got the uh, haze gray, silver, and bl and dark gray. And of yeah, course, I still they, think they should uh, bring back the solid rims. Yeah, they got this new rim pattern now. I kind of don't like it much. 
Well, like, they had that that pattern is fine, but they had a solid version of that when he first came out. Right. That's the one I like. Yeah. I kind of like that with the with the slots. Yeah. I, it's a good looking is bike. There any, is there any way you could put that up against the breakout and see what it looks like in comparison? Yeah, oh, they're very similar, dude, because they're both soft tails. The body style is very I can, similar. I can, I can do that. Just hold on a second. I can put them side by side because I have the ability to do that. And, ladies and gentlemen, this is when the podcast shits the bed. <laughs> something starts smoking. <laughs> All of a sudden, nothing's working. <laughs> Everybody's at different volumes. Your the the radio in your car hops out of its holder and jumps out the window and commits suicide. Stop already! All right. (laughs) Stop. Uh, We've been doing so good so far. I I mean, I'd ask for a miracle. Is what you're saying? There's the breakout. All right. Yes. All right. And let's get this other one up here. Oh yeah, I can do this. Where is it? Right there. Boom. Nope. Right here. There we go. And there we go. And then we put this down here. Close that. And there we go. And we're going to minimize this. And we're going to put this over there. So there you go. I don't know. What do you think? Wow. It's almost identical. It's pretty damn close. <laughs> Ain't it? Yeah, you can see the wow. difference in the rear fender. A, the, uh, the fat boy has a pointy tail. Yeah, this is, the rear fender's front fender is different. Oh, uh, bigger wheels, period. Uh, well, you got to remember yeah. now, the breakout has the... Uh, the breakout has a bigger front end. Is that tw- is that, is, is, that's no, a 21 front? Big, it does not have a bigger tire. In the yes, front. It does? No, it doesn't. No, in the front. I'm talking about width. Oh, no, no, no. It's It's got the... What's that? We're going to find out in a second here. What's that? It's a 21. It's a 21 in the front. That's what I thought, yeah. It's 21 in the back tire on both the Fat Boy and the breakout are both 240. Yeah, they're big. Are they 240? I, I mean, shit, the, tie, the front tire on the Fat Boy's huge. Oh, my God. Uh, all right, here we go. Mm. Well, that's why it's a Fat Boy. Seat height is 25.6 on the Breakout, and on the Fat Boy, it's 25.9. So the Fat Boy is taller. Oh, I was going to say, yeah, the, uh, the well, Breakout is a low bike. Yeah, we're talking about three-tenths. Well, oh, you're, also, you're talking about you're talking about the seat too. That's that's padding. Yeah, that's true. Uh, wheelbase on the uh, breakout is sixty six seven, while the wheelbase on the fat boy is sixty five six. We got a longer rake on the uh, longer yeah, rake. Longer rake breakout. on the breakout. Uh, also, the engine sizes are the same, correct? Engine, yep, the same engine size. They both got the two forty rear wheel. The breakout has the one thirty. By twenty-one, and the in the front, and the fat boy has the one sixty by eighteen. Wow, one sixty. <laughs> well, that's, 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 that's a that's a that's a fat tire right there. Yeah, I love it. And I they both it. have the five well, gallon gas tank. you think about for how long were rear tires one eighties? You know, it's almost like having a rear tire on the front. Yeah. And, and here's the interesting exactly. thing: the running order weight of the breakout is six hundred and eighty-three pounds, while the Fat boy is a whopping six hundred and ninety-nine pounds. So really. See, that's all because of the one tire. Just because yeah, of that one wheel. <laughs> that one wheel and the bigger front fender. That's what it is. That's it. So, yeah. So there you go. There's that. Uh, well, thank you for the comparison. I, I really <laughs> wish that they would have uh, do a, a a better layout of what their uh, uh, their color scheme like if they like would 
give you something where you could see the colors, all the all the colors available. Uh, of course, as you know, this year, is, last year was the last year for the Evo Sportster. The Evolution Engine Sportster is gone. And now it's the either the Sportster S or the Nightster, all that support the new Revolution Max engine. So and the cheapest bike at the moment is fourteen grand. Uh, fourteen grand. Well, thirteen four nine nine. Fourteen grand. Yeah, the Nightster. That's, yeah. That's their cheapest bike right now. It's an interesting play. Yeah. That's a bad play if you ask me. You know. Well, let me tell you something. In the used market. Uh, Used uh, Evo Sportsters, the prices are now through the roof. They are so expensive now. Every well, everything is very expensive. But yeah, all right, you know. Um, and of course, they have the Lowrider ST. Of course, the Softail Standard, the Fat Boy One Fourteen, the Fat Bob One Fourteen, the Breakout Street Bob One Fourteen, the uh, Lowrider S, and of course, the Heritage Classic. Let's look at the Heritage because we like the Heritage and see what the colors are. They have. Uh, looks ugly. like it's, it's an ugly color. They have seven colors available for that. They got this All maroon, dark. Co- the maroon color, which is actually I really don't nice. I don't like those wheels, man. On that, I yeah, I don't know. I, I don't like them. I I like the those custom mag rims that they make on various bikes, but I I don't like the way that looks for some reason. It just bothers the shit out of me. I, I don't know what it is about. I mean, I, I think it's okay. The color scheme makes it better. They they got these red accents on the highlight leather accents on the seat and on the saddlebags as well. Uh, they got the tan and blue, which is totally blacked out. You would like that, Tim. Totally blacked out. And then they got this uh, Prospect Gold, ew. which is ew. And then they've got the black. total totally black. And, of course, the blue and the gray again. And then totally gray. Which is boring, and then all black. Which with what happened to the bright colors they used to do? They used to do bright colors. They stopped doing that for some reason. I don't know. I really don't know. And then of course you got the orange, Harley orange. And then you get into the touring models. We got the Ultra Limited, uh, uh, the Road Glide ST, the Street Glide, the Road Glide, and the Road Glide Special, and the Road King Special, and the Sevier Road Glide Limited, and the Street Glide Special, the Road Glide Limited, and the Street Glide ST. I am. I tell you I what. Mean, I, I don't understand why they have all these other colors for all these other bikes, but each bike has its own color. You can't get them in different colors, which that doesn't make sense to me because you're all painting the same. Yeah, I, Justin, you care to comment on that? Basically, what Tim is asking: Why aren't all of the colors available on all of the bikes? Because you would just have too many. Like, how do you produce that? You know what I'm saying? You're gonna. What have... I'm saying, if you if you ordered a bike and said I want it this color, you don't order it. Well, you could, couldn't you? N- well, no, not anymore. Oh, so really? They, they used to have. They used to have, and now the name is escaping me. Uh, the HD One Custom. Yeah, program. I remember that. Yeah, HD One. I remember that. So, yeah. so that you had a little bit more flexibility in what you could do. But you don't order, like, you don't call them up and be like, hey, I want this and that and the other thing. It's when you order, you're you're ordering based on the options they're giving you, right? So, like, you look and you see the Road King special right there. Comes in industrial yellow and, and then those two other colors. One's obviously black. So, you might, on your order form, put, and they might say, okay, you can get, you know, uh, you're... Your dealership is allocated for 13 touring bikes, you know, this order. 
right? So you might go, all right, give me uh, two Road King specials in black, one in industrial orange, um, a Road Glide standard in the red, uh, give me two Street Glide specials in the, the black and the gray. You, you do it that way. You order based on uh, what options you're already presented with. Right. It's not like I can just all of a sudden call them up and go, uh, I want a street glide in a color that comes on a different bike. Because you got to remember, this is all just production stuff. Right. But if you have I... too many options and too many models, you're not going to get rid of stuff year over year. Because, like, all right, let's say, for example, that that industrial yellow color, Yeah. let's just say nobody fucking wants it. But now you've put that on every single model. You're gonna have all these, all these models just sitting around that they can't get rid of. No, I and understand. Then, what I'm, I'm, you're, you're saying it this way. I'm thinking like, if let's take a Fender guitar. If you wanted a, they have a Fender custom shop. Yeah, they Does don't do Harley that. have a custom shop? No, they where they order their they, color. No, you but the paints are available. It's not like you're asking them to produce right. a color that doesn't exist. Yeah, but it it would slow down. A continuous production. yeah because you know what, you, what you're asking for is a custom bike well, so not what necessarily. you no, no, not so what you do is you buy the black one because it's the cheapest you order the paint and you have a painter paint it that doesn't make sense no I'm sorry I'm... I don't like I don't like it's all wrong don't. we're not cooperative <laughs> well anyway so there you go that's the, that's the that's the Harley lineup for this year but you know what while we're on this I just want to make a little uh, note. If have you guys watched Million Dollar Million Dollar Bogan on YouTube at all? No. Okay. No. Uh, Million Dollar Bogan is an he's Australian got the Road guy, King special. and he's got the Road King special. And so you've heard of him, right, Justin? Okay. Yeah. He just no. He just said that. Now he just concluded a ride where he took his Road King down to Bolivia. He rode to Bolivia. And he rode this bike on Bolivia's death road. And uh, he did a whole bunch of other stuff. He had this thing on sand dunes. He was off-road with it. And I'll tell you what. Harley Davidson should be kissing this guy's ass. Because he put... His use of the Road King Special and what he does this bike is a testament to how damn good this bike is. Mm. Because... I mean, he brutalized it, I am telling you. And the Milwaukee 8 engine was fantastic. It never failed him once. And the frame, no problems with the frame. Nothing with it. The only thing he had a problem with was because he did crash once and he broke one of the uh, one of the, the uh, passing lights. That was it. Well, cra- crashing doesn't count. Right. And that was it. That was the only thing that happened. Granted, he's got, it's got, this bike's got scrapes and scratches and whatever you can imagine on it. But... This one of them. He even at one point when he got down into Colombia, he had knobbies put on it. Oh, that's he had cool. knobby tires put on it, and he rode the Bolivian death road with it and whatever, and it was amazing. Just absolutely amazing how well this bike performed. And it's, it's even got me thinking. You know what? I, I would I would definitely get one of these bikes. But mm-hmm. thanks because because of him. But at uh, twenty four thousand dollars, I won't be doing that. So there you have it. Let me close this out. Interesting. Very it is interesting. I think it's interesting. Um, so anyway, where was I? I was doing stuff and I got sidetracked. That's not good. Get out of there. Yeah. Anyway, 
Are you guys in, are you guys in, having fun? Sure. Uh, okay. Now we're going to get into some fun stuff. Fun, funner oh. stuff. Funner stuff. And that is, this is our eighth anniversary. Eight years we have been doing this. Eight years. How long have you been with us now, Justin? Be Not eight years. <laughs> <laughs> four years? Got to be four or five years. Uh, at least, I would think. At right? least. I would have to check the... I'd have to go back through the podcast. I probably came in around the third year. I think that's what it was. It the third year you came in? I think. Uh, I was I was at the first live show, though. Yes, you were. You were. At the, yeah. At the crossroads. Yeah. 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 yeah, that's right. Yeah. That's right. So 2017, did you come in? Uh, could know. be. It could be 2017, 2018. Um, I don't remember, actually. I'm looking at it now, but I, I, I have to go through this. But anyway, so in some details, I'll just let you know. Here's 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 a little bit of history. Okay. We got 339 episodes right now. Of those 339 episodes, 169 guests have appeared on the show. Wow. 169. Um now, in in the beginning, the first uh, two years, uh, the 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 website and the podcast was hosted by uh, Banzoogle. They they hosted it. God bless you. Okay, thank you. <laughs> and the problem was with, with Banzoogle. Banzoogle was a pro, that, that they manage our website. That so that's it. They're great, but their re, their statistic reporting is not that great. So I switched over to um, to Buzzsprout. And they have great reporting. I have, no, I have, I get all this information about how you know how downloads and all that crap like that. Now all this information I'm getting like downloads and things like that. This is just from Buzzsprout. It does not include downloads from uh, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, uh, SoundCloud, uh, and you know iTunes. It doesn't. It doesn't count those. So the statistics that I get from them are probably only half of the actual data that we get but based on that i can still get a determination how well the podcast is doing and with our current host right now with buzzsprout since i signed up with them we've had three hundred and twenty-three thousand downloads of this podcast nice so over the over the history um our number one episode was episode 232 when i interviewed itchy boots that's the number nice. one down. Yeah. And this number two was when I interviewed Lemmy. You know, are you guys familiar with Lemmy? He was with yep. uh, RevZilla for a while. Yeah, and, I like Waterhead. And. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> That's what everybody thought. Too, right? oh. Yeah, I wonder and, how many people clicked on that link. I wonder, dude. Probably thousands. Okay. Oh, this ain't Lemmy. <laughs> not, yeah. not, not that, no. Uh, and the number three uh, uh, podcast ever downloaded was uh, with uh, Jess from Her Two Wheels. That was episode yeah. two forty six. So, so what you're telling us is that, is that people don't actually like us. Yes, they right. Like, they, they like, like the, they yeah. like they like the interviews. I guess. Is this, <laughs> is this the way that you're letting us all down gently? No, that, <laughs> we're we're fired. We're a bunch of that, that, we're a bunch of ridiculous foul mouth retards. We are a bunch of ridiculous. Moving forward, you're just going to be interviewing people by yourself. You know how much work that is, man. That's a shit ton of work, man. Um, uh, Apple Podcast is the number one most used way to listen to the show. Uh, 61% of listeners are using an iPhone 
Only. But you don't know what. But you don't know how many Apple downloads we have. You said right. Uh, I no, I don't. That I don't know. So that's where we have our most listeners. But we have no idea how many people. Are well, no, what they're selling so, through Buzzsprout, uh, Apple oh. Podcasts is the way. Okay, um, only sixteen percent of our listeners are using Android devices. So there's that. Eighty-one percent of our listeners are are listening to us on a mobile device. So that could be anything. So um, North America is eighty-three percent of our listeners. And Sandwich Islands is the rest. <laughs> I wish. Now, actually, Europe is 10%. Australia, New Zealand, New Guinea, and the Solomon Islands get 4%. South America, Asia, and Africa Guinea. make up the remainder. Yeah, New Guinea, yeah. Uh, the top country it for... It blows my mind that there are people outside of America that listen. <laughs> there it at least blows once. my mind. Yeah, I know. The top city domestically is San Francisco. Well, hello, San Francisco. Uh, hey! Our, our, top, <laughs> our top international city is Sydney, New South Wales, down there in Australia. Uh, we still have two listeners in Zimbabwe. Hey, Zimbabwe. And we have one listener in South Georgia still. The Sandwich Islands. Who obviously doesn't have an email address because we've been asking you for fucking years. One of our, I, I don't <laughs> get it. I mean, we're freaking talking about it. Just say hello. It's always Just say yeah, Right. Just fucking respond. Right? I don't care if you put a smoke signal up or a carrier pigeon at this point. Give us something. <laughs> Spray paint a fucking whale if you have to. <laughs> do something. <laughs> we're not encouraging. Jesus Christ. <laughs> We're not encouraging spray painting whales, but if that's your only means of getting in touch with us, by all means. I can't wait to wear a dry erase pen. That's all. I can't wait till one day I'm watching the news and they find like a fucking whale in fucking that beaches in San Francisco and it's got motorcycle men spray painted on it with a fucking, with a Georgia logo stapled to its fucking ass. It's got it's got stickers on it from South Georgia. Yeah, yeah. the fucking oh. KFC. <laughs> um, we have one listener in the small town of two thousand in Britt, Iowa, which happens to be, and I am not making this up, it is the National Hobo Convention Center and Hobo Museum. Wow. Yeah. Wow. So that's where we have a, a, a listener there. A hobo with a phone. A hobo with a phone. <laughs> <laughs> we got some email. And we do. Go. Uh, and, you're, and he's he's he says, this comes from William Stewart. And he says, I can already hear these words leaving Chris's mouth. Okay. <laughs> oh, yeah. There is. <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to share the screen because you, oh, you, you guys need to see this. I okay. can't wait. Oh, here we go. All right. I mean, if you guys can see this, here we go. It pops up on the screen. Okay. He sends me a map showing that there is a turkey cock lane over there in the UK. That's awesome. <laughs> nice. Awesome. That's great. And uh, we got another email from uh, Tom P. And he has come up with a wonderful motorcycle route uh, that I'm going to share with you now. And uh, here we go. And it starts... We should have a national turkey cock day. A national turkey cock day? We could. We could make one up. This is a route in the UK that starts in the city of Twat. Do turkeys have cocks? 
<laughs> well, of course they do. What do you think, little no, cock? cock, cock. cock. Yeah, isn't that? Yeah, cock, yeah, cocks do have cocks. Turkeys, turkey cock. Yeah. So here we have a map. Hey, that, 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 that reader, that reader got me stuck on that, goddammit. That guy got me stuck on that. Yeah, no, see? Should we just go back to that? And just... But this route starts in Twat in, in the northern end of the UK, then stops at Cock Bridge, then stops at Dick Place, working our way down the UK, eventually stops in Cockermouth. And then so you're... that works, so cock goes into twat. <laughs> <laughs> now, actually, you're starting at twat going to cock. No, so, no, you anyway. look at it from the bottom up. Yeah, that's true, too. But then from Cockermouth, you're going to go to Penis Stone and then stop in Cock Alley. What is it with these Brits over there in the U.K.? Pretty much you know, every town has cock in it. That's because they were drinking, having fun, and, and at some point in time, just drunk guys named these fucking places. Apparently. See if it would stick. From, so eventually from, from Cock Alley, it goes to Fingering Hole. Fingering Ho. I'm sorry. Fingering Ho. Fingering Ho. Yeah. Is that anywhere in, it's, that's nowhere near Twat. No, it's not. But then it takes you <laughs> so over what to... Hole? So what hole is it? It takes you over to Ass Hill. <laughs> and then you... Well, now we know. Now we know. Now we know. And then you finish your route in Shitterton. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> So uh, this comes from Tom. He says, recently found this route visiting the best towns in I the UK. I want to know, is, uh, is that town of Twat, is that a fishing port? Now there, there is an iron butt. There's an iron butt challenge right there. An iron butt. Yeah, it's funny. Iron butt. Yeah. Well, yeah. Well, you know, see, now you got me wanting to go to a map and taking a look. Let's look it up. What are we looking up? Twat Scotland. There you have it. Uh, they could have they could have just shortened that and called it Twatland. <laughs> Twatland. <laughs> Isn't it, really, it's like really the town of Twat. That looks like a very nice place. It really does look like a very nice place, but I would I would like to go there. And the bushes are well trimmed. <laughs> and look, yeah. there's plenty of sheep too. Yeah. Oh. I don't like the way you said that, Chris. That's I think it. you're. I think you're currently driving in the wrong side of the road. No, I'm driving on the right side of the road. <laughs> yeah, look at that. that's wild. Okay, cool. So we're in twat. Well, not really, but anyway. Okay, so that's that. And um, you know what we have to do? We have to do some bin it. Uh oh. Brought to you by Cockermouth and Shitterton. <laughs> Oh, I have, a, I have a picture to show you guys. Uh, one of our listeners uh, who actually won uh, from... Oh, speaking of that, the uh, with our uh, fat-ass Christmas uh, special where we gave away stuff. And uh, everybody... Oh, yeah, every, the, the bras here. The br- <laughs> <laughs> Shut up! <laughs> um... But uh, all of our all of our winners, they they got their prizes. In fact, I handed the 10 cc CD directly to Chris Conley because he won it, and he he happened to be swinging through the area, so I did give it to him. Um, I don't know if he's listened to it yet, so <laughs> there's that. Um, but uh, one of our listeners did send me a picture um, of him holding. His motorcycle men cup. And 
Oh, I should wait. Let me go get my shorts. Oh, you got right. Tim's gonna show us his motorcycle men's shorts. Where is it? Oh, I don't have it anymore. I don't know what happened to it. Okay. Well, I had a picture of uh, somebody holding the cup, and I can't find it. Now. Good job, Tim. Oh wait, no, I know where it is. Under pictures. Under. I don't know where it is. I can't find it. Check under your uh, spank bank folder. Stank bank folder. Spank bank. <laughs> there it is. There it is. Hold on. And let me share the screen. There we go. Unfortunately, I and I feel bad about this. I can't remember the gentleman's name because I don't have the email or the text anymore. So I really don't know. But he yeah, did say nice. he, he did say in the uh, in the text that he has not touched his nipples yet. So uh. <laughs> because on the other side of the cup it says uh, "ride like nobody sees you." We say stupid crap, uh, so you don't have to. It says "I got nothing," and the last line says "touch your nipples." So nice. Yeah. So, but uh, he wanted to send me a picture of that. So yeah, yeah it's very cool. Yeah. Hey, thanks, very man. Cool. Yeah, quite cool. And then uh, so there you go. Where's your where's your where's your shorts, then? Let's see the shorts. Look at the motorcycle men's shorts. You never told me. Are they how are they comfortable? Yes. Oh, good. Okay. Yeah, they're my jammies. Oh, okay. So Tim goes to sleep with the motorcycle man on his ass. That's right. So get, the other thing the is, two of our winners got also got motorcycle man prize packs, which were basically a motorcycle man long sleeve tee. Now, uh, all of the all of the products come from Teespring. And I have to tell you, I'm extremely disappointed with them because these orders for these two T-shirts were placed on January 7th. They still have not gotten those T-shirts. Jesus Christ. So I've, uh, I contacted them. How the hell did you send them? Uh, it's not me. It goes from them. I placed the order. They ship them from there. Uh, I placed yeah. the order on January 7th. Yeah, I you should have got them first and then sent them out. Well, the, either way, uh, I contacted them uh I contacted the uh, the winners. I said, did you guys get your shirts? I went like, no. So then I contacted Teespring, and they're going like, yeah, we're trying to figure out what's going on with that. So, okay, fine. So weeks went by, and they said, yeah, we still have no we have no idea that w where the order is. And I'm like, I sent them screenshots of the order. So here's the order, okay? And here's also the sc a screenshot that I paid for them, you know, because the money came out of my, my account. And they went, okay, well, we're going to look for them. So they told me three weeks ago. Okay, they're being processed this week and they'll be shipped. So I contacted the seller, the, the, the guys who were supposed to get them. I said, did you get your shirts? I went, no. So I contacted Teespring again. I said, they still have not gotten their stuff. Either give me my money back or, or, or ship the damn things. And they said, well, they're supposed to be shipped on the 13th. So nearly two and a half months after the order was placed, Teespring still has not delivered it. So. How come I got my shorts within two weeks? I don't know. I don't get it. The guy got the cup. Everybody else got their stuff, but these T-shirts have not been delivered. I have no idea what the deal is. Interesting. So, must, must be because of the price of eggs. It could be. Yeah. It could be. The, the, eggs, the price of eggs has gone up. So. No, but, I know what it is. Okay, so everybody can calm down. It's because of climate change. Oh, shit. Wow. Well, that can, that explains everything. Because of climate change. That's why. That. Yeah. All right. Well. Maybe maybe the maybe the T-shirt the brand is like. Their champion T-shirts and a bunch of champions got upset that it was. Uh, I don't you know, really know. Image. I really don't know. I really have no idea. 
Um, well, let's let, let me do business real quick, and then we can uh, finish up. All right, and get out of here. Uh, the Motorcycle Man is brought to you by Scorpion Helmets. They offer high-quality, innovative motorcycle helmets and technical pride and incredible value. To learn more, where do you go? Guys, where do you go? Helmets Scorpion. You and stick it on your head. <laughs> ScorpionUSA.com. Uh, if you go over to the Ride with Ted YouTube channel, you can see uh, three uh, reviews I did of Scorpion helmets. So they're on there. Um, and wild ass seats. You can improve your comfort and ability to stay in the saddle longer with a cushion from wild ass seats. So if you're tired of those painful pressure points and fatigue, go to wild-ass.com and get your cushion today. Make sure you tell the real Craig Johnson that the Motorcycle Man podcast sent you. And we have to go over and get in Dave's pants, right, guys? Get in Dave's pants. That's right. Tobacco Motorwear for the best in casual riding gear for men and women. The only one place you should be going, and that is Dave's pants. Tobacco Dave's going to make leather uh, shorts. Well, Tim still is looking for those uh, tobacco motorwear uh, riding, riding sweats. Riding sweats, yeah. I don't, I don't know if that's going to ever go. happen, but you can visit them at tobaccomotorwear.com. That's tobaccomotorwear.com, and our listeners will get 10% off your order when you use the code MOTOMEN. Your safety is worth it, so get on over there and get in Dave's pants. Um, great stuff. We all have tobacco motorwear gear, and we love it. It's good stuff. Uh, Motorcycle Man Podcast is supporting David's Dream David's Dream and Believe David's Dream and Believe Cancer Foundation. Uh, so if you'd like to see your money go to something that actually makes a difference, get on over there to David's Dream and Believe.org to donate. And of course, the Gold Star Ride Foundation. If you'd like to be a part of a great cause and get some heartfelt miles in, get on over to GoldStarRide.org and learn how you can participate in the next Gold Star Ride. And Chasing the Cure. Let's go help long-haul Paul Peelan complete complete his mission to ride a million miles for MS. Now, he was told a few years ago that a cure for MS was a million miles away, so he decided to ride that million miles for that cure. So you can help him by going to longhaulpaul.com and donate for that cure for MS. And that's it. Hey, uh, if you want to help out the podcast. Oh, wow. That's cool. If you want to. <laughs> you got a cat on your head. If you'd like to help out the podcast, get on over to buy us a coffee. Links will be in the show notes and, of course, on the Motorcycle Men website. Uh, help us out if you want. We look forward to that because we thank you for listening and tolerating our crap every time we do a show. So that's that. Uh, and that's been it. And coming up, I have a couple interviews coming up. I'll be chatting with Tim James and a couple of the other guys because the folks that uh, – Ride BDR, the uh, Backcountry back Discovery Routes, they have uh, done another route. Now, this is the Oregon Backcountry Discovery Routes, so we're going to have them on soon, and we're going to chit-chat all about those rides. And I do have some other interviews coming up as well. So if there's somebody you want to see me interview, please let me know. I want to pee on you, Justin. <laughs> <laughs> Well, that's that's a good one for anybody who's only listening to <laughs> yeah, watching the video. Um, yeah, so if there's anybody you want to see me have uh, on as a guest, just let me know and uh, send me an email uh, to uh, motomenpc at gmail.com and let me know. That's it. What do you guys got coming up? What's going on? I think I think we should do a motorcycle men every man section where. You just interview guests about their regular date. Like, instead of just having it be, like, I'm not going to say, like, famous people, but I mean, like, 
They don't have to have written a book or wrote a tour. We can just talk to our listeners about what their individual shit. You know what I mean? Well, I do have a series called Rider Rides where I talk to an everyday rider what kind of bike they have and why they have and all the crap. I do. I have. I have done that, and uh, I haven't had anybody on to talk about that. But I am considering, seeing how we do this, of uh, like the, we're we're doing this format now on Google Meet. Uh, I'm considering opening this up to our listeners for them to just chime in anytime they That'd want. That'd be fun. So. It, that could turn into a total shit show. Of course, it could. We could start inviting. We could start inviting regular listeners. For that's Jeopardy. that's what I mean. Well, oh well, yeah. Um, we could have like him do a sign up, like, "Hey, if you want." Yeah, I, 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 did, I did do that, and I, I did uh, post that a couple times, and uh, I, so far to date, we've only had one listener do that. I don't know why. I don't, I, I don't understand. Hey, right. It's hard for me to be serious when D- Justin's got that cat rolling around on his head. <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> That's like Chris has got a Chris has got an octopus on his head, a purple octopus, no less. <laughs> All right, um, what do you guys got going on? What's coming up with you guys? Anything special? More uh, flying. Tim's got more. To be fun. bored. I can't ride because the weather here is just dog shit every other fucking day. You guys are going to get hammered over the over the weekend. Yeah, well, no, just tonight, tonight into tomorrow. It's going to be rain. That's all it's going to yeah, be. Yeah, I think. I think. Uh, if it's not if it's not raining already, yeah, then uh, it's gonna be it's you know it's gonna be heavy rain until tomorrow, half day, and then it's gonna get to the forties, and then Sunday's supposed to be in the fifties. Really? Okay. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Got it's any raining it's not, here. It's not, it's not gonna rain all weekend though. Snowing in North Jersey. It was almost yeah. eighty here today. Yeah. That's great. Yeah, it's beautiful. And did you, uh, did you officially sell upstate? Yeah, it's gone. Yeah, that's totally gone. Yeah. I couldn't remember. Yeah, it's gone. Yeah, you know, in, in a way, I feel, I, I I feel bad. I, I I really didn't want to sell it, and I wish I didn't. But in hindsight, now that I have sold it, um, it's probably it. like there's probably like seven feet of snow up there right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're they're drowning. Easily. Yeah, and uh, not I'm, your I, problem. And I'm I'm a little closer to retirement, so that's a good thing. How many days? Um, well, there's a whole story behind that. Oh, we don't know yet. We don't know yet. Yeah. Um, you got a, You got a drone for Christmas. Oh yeah, yeah. I got a drone. I got the the uh, Mavic uh, Pro uh, drone, and I've had it up. Does it fly up to three thousand feet? I can go pretty damn high with it. I've had it. You up, should fly to Tim. I've had it up uh, eight hundred feet already, and I know they. And, and the funny thing is, I found out. <laughs> I had it up 800 feet, like I'm right at my house. I just like took off the back and I went straight up. <laughs> so it was up 800 feet, and I come to find out about I don't know two weeks later that my house is actually in a, a altitude restriction zone. <laughs> I'm only supposed to go up 300 feet. So <laughs> why is that? Because uh, I'm somewhat in the flight path of the um, Oceanal Beach Airport. There's nobody flying out of that airport. Trust me. I know. Hey, I see planes come nobody, over here once in a while. Uh, yeah, you'll see one or two, but they ain't flying at no 500 feet. There's no freaking way. I don't know. <laughs> I'm just not that I But uh, I've, learned, I've learned a lot uh, since I have it. I've, I've learned a lot about um, 
what you can and can't do and all that. I mean, I have, the thing has an eight-mile range. I could go out four miles and four miles back. That's fucking crazy. That's crazy. That's right. That's great. I, I technically I could fly to Tim's house. I'm just easily. A, I'm just easily. afraid. I'm afraid to do it. That's all. <laughs> did you, oh, does uh, it have a Does it have a tracker on it that if it crashes you can locate it? Yeah, it has a map feature. I can look at the map and see where it is. Oh, that's cool. So then the networks. Yeah, I mean I could. That's easily... the only thing you got to worry about with a drone is that if it goes down, can you retrieve it? Exactly. Right. You know. Or if somebody doesn't like the sound of the drone flying over the house and you're shooting and at shoots it. it. Yeah. Well. <laughs> but here's the thing. I, I, I took off out of my backyard last week. I took the thing up and got some flying time in. And I was up about 200 feet, 250 feet. I could not see it. I did not know where it was. If it wasn't for on the screen for me to be able to look and see where I was, I wouldn't have been able to know. I, you can't even see it. Once it gets up to a certain height, you lose it. Right, but it still has a return home feature, right? It does. It does. And the thing is, is that you out, you, despite the fact that it has the return home feature, you still have to monitor it and visually look and see where it's coming down because it can still hit trees coming down. It can. So you got to be careful with it. Um, I've got, um, I have to look at my app to see what my, uh, oh, excuse me, to see what my uh, stats are. But I think I'm somewhere in the area of like, five or six miles of uh, flying already. Which, when you think about it, doesn't sound like a lot, but this is a drone we're talking about here. You know, you know five miles is, you know, five t- is 25,000 feet. So that's a lot. You should be you should be going by airtime. Airtime. Air yes, I know. I, I do have you, you have a way to just lock that onto something and follow it? Yes. So you could take a, a motorcycle ride and just have it ride above you? Yes. But it's got a max speed of uh, 40 miles an hour. All right. So have you done that yet? No, I have not. I have not. Because, what are you well, waiting for? Well, I, 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 again, I'm still trying to look at just I'm actually pretty good at it now. I can, I can fly yeah. pretty good with it now. I'm, I'm, no, they, they are tricky. I, it's, I played it's, this one yeah. for a very short period of time, and I was like, wow, this is... Maneuvering it and flying it around, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm good with that. I, I, that I have no problem with. Uh it's the the little features like that follow feature for one. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's some features like that that I'm not comfortable. You have with to yet. really know the path you're flying to. Yeah, exactly. To make sure no. There's nothing in the way of that thing. Right. Your open road. You have to be on a good open road where there's yeah. not a lot of trees, not a lot of power lines, a lot of traffic, any, and right. So obstacles and other things. Uh, and what's yeah, the battery well, time on that? Uh, I can get depending upon how much how fast I'm going, uh, I can get up to thirty minutes out of it. That's a good look for you. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> so uh, it's been, I'm gonna have to bail here because I got to take mom home. Uh, yeah, sure. Gives a whole new gives a whole new meaning to cocker mouth. Yeah, but. Well, that's it for the uh, for the podcast for this week. And uh, th- thanks again. Thanks for listening, folks. And th- thanks for giving us a, a wonderful eight years. Uh, Happy anniversary, boys! And, and, yes, uh, it's been a, it's been a did lot of fun. Did you just call it an eight anniversary? He did call it an anniversary. Yeah. He did. Happy anniversary! Yeah. Yeah, there you yeah. go. But uh, it's it's been awesome you know, it, that we've you know eight years. Nobody thought we'd last a year, and uh, here we are. You know, we're still nearly, being goofy, and still being goofy, and we're still on our way to. You know, we're working up to our you know, 400th episode coming up. So, we'll we'll figure something out goofy to do for our our our, our maybe our 500th. I don't know. That's gonna that's a couple of years off, but we'll we'll see. 
Right. And our 10-year anniversary. We'll do, we're we'll gonna, do something we're gonna, for our 10 We're going to do it at the Hooters. <laughs> and we got to find know, that girl. We I tell you find what. that girl. I tell you what. For the tenth, for our 10th anniversary, and that's, and that's that's two years off. That's not far off. We got. We all have to get together. We've got to do this live. We have to get together, and we'll do it someplace live where we can get our listeners to show up and stuff. You know, we'll see. I mean, they, they don't email us as it is now, so show up. Well, who knows? But we'll see. Uh, and that's it. I'm your host, Ted, here in the V-Twin Cafe. And as always, we got Timbuktu is uh, joining us here as well in the corner booth. And we have Chris Joker Nipples, our resident 12-year-old. <laughs> and uh, naturally, Justin Brown. And that's it. Uh, thanks a lot for listening, guys. Uh, and uh, Tim, what do you got to say, bro? Ride like nobody sees you. And Chris, what do you got? Touch yourself. <laughs> Justin, you want to sign off with anything? Thanks for, thanks for eight years. Yeah. That's nice. That's oh, you need cute. <laughs> well, that's it, boys and girls. Thank you very much for listening. And remember, kids, we say stupid crap. That's for you, Justin. So you don't no. Night safe, kids. Take care. And that's up. it. And uh. we're done.